Welcome to Wake the Bear Radio with your host, Brandon Johnson, Chris Hurst, and Ron Powers. Woohoo! Yeah! Oh, welcome. <laughs> yep, gonna be a good night. Uh, welcome to Wake the Bear Radio. We are yeah. uh, we're excited about tonight. There's a lot of great things happening, and uh, the bear is roaring. The bear is California, and the bear is waking up. As we will see some things tonight showing how just how many people are waking up and how it's affecting. Um, it's encouraging all those that have been in the battle for quite some time. So. It is the Great Awakening. There's nobody out there that's going to come fix this problem. We, the people, have to fix it. So right. uh, we have to wake up more people that are asleep, more normies that have not uh, opened their eyes. There, There is a Great Awakening going on. Uh, you know, you, someone once said, trust the plan, and you can't tell them you got to show them. And uh, I think that there's a plan to show the people just how corrupt um, the government is and how corrupt these people are and to turn that light, those bright lights on and see all those co cockroaches scatter, you know? Yeah, it's Monday, January 22nd, and this is our 122nd show. Can you believe it? Wow. And we've named it, Will the Elitists Become Defeatists? And, and we're a little giddy because we had noticed there seems to be some shifting going on. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny. When the, uh, when the Matrix is finally understood... And people are getting coming out of the matrix. You can uh, you can kind of get this little pocket, this little uh, disturbance in the matrix. And we are definitely seeing a disturbance in the matrix right now to, to blend two uh, two different movies together. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, it's interesting. I was listening to uh, Ian Carroll, who is uh, cancel this clothing company on X and he showed just how things are changing and people are waking up. Let me just uh, start off with that then as the narrative is changing and people are waking up. So uh, let me just play that. A lot of people have this feeling like the game is so rigged, it's already been won and we have no chance of stopping it. And that's not true. In fact, if anything, I think we might be winning it. Throughout our lifetimes, there's been a number of ways that the rich and powerful have, let's say, controlled our lives and the world. And I'm going to show you how every single one of those tools is crumbling underneath them. Let's start with news and the corporate media. By every metric, it's failing. Cable news viewership, social media interactions with news sites, live TV viewership. In November 2023, Fox News had an average of 1.7 million viewers per day. Dude, I get more views than that some days. <laughs> let alone people like Joe Rogan. But notice that of those 1.7 million viewers per day, Almost all of them were over the ages of 55. The dark bar is anyone 24, 25 to 55. The blue bar is their total viewership. So it's all boomers sitting in their chairs watching news. Or this article from Bloomberg, time spent watching TV has dropped by three hours over the last decade. But real quick, uh, we went from spending almost nine hours a day, excuse me? We used to watch an average of nine hours of TV a day. Who are you people? But it doesn't <laughs> stop with cable news. All of Hollywood is screwed right now because no one's going to the movies. I'd imagine that part of that is because their movies have sucked. And I'd imagine that part of that is because a lot of people are starting to realize that a lot of the movies that they're putting out are kind of just corporate propaganda for like ideals they want us to champion instead of genuine entertainment made by genuinely creative people that just want to create amazing storytelling. Plus, they've been taken up by streaming, and streaming has not been going very well from a financial standpoint. 
Even sports viewership is down, aside from the NFL. All the other sports are tanking. And when the Roman Empire is falling and they can't even get people to watch the circuses and eat the bread, there's problems. Speaking of bread and circuses, the music industry, which has long been used to control what young people think is cool, that music industry is also failing. So if we adjust the growth of the global recorded music industry from 1999 to today, and we account for the M2 money supply, you will find that the music industry has not only not kept up with inflation or the growth of the money supply, it's actually lost against the growth of the money supply. That means that during the most insane everything bubble to come along in ever, the music industry failed to even beat inflation. All of these industries are slowly failing right before our eyes, and it's all happening for the exact same reason. And they all center around technologies that allow us to entertain ourselves, allow us to inform ourselves, allow us to support one another instead of giant businesses. Take TikTok, for example. This woman, Tiffany Cianci, got attacked by billions of dollars worth of private equity, and they started to just throw millions of dollars worth of lawsuits at her, thinking she couldn't defend against that. However, her husband is a federal attorney and they put up a damn good fight and they've been fighting for years. And because of TikTok, she's been able to reach millions of people, 800,000, 300,000, 900,000, 300,000, 1.7 million. She's been on the front page of the New York Times because of all the press she's drummed up. What used to be a simple bury it in money and legal cases is now you're fighting against the entire internet of connected citizens. While we're on the topic, congrats, Tiffany, on the recent victory in court. Or take Amy Nelson, for example, who's under the same sort of fire from Amazon for a legal action that is no basis against her husband, where they thought they could just bury them in millions of dollars of legal fees. They fought for four years and they finally won. And along the way, they reached millions of people. Amazon actually tried to get the court to force her to close her TikTok account because she was reaching so many people exposing what they were doing. Not to mention that the news is failing while we're all tuning into social media to get our own news, where we're now engaging in a global discussion of sources and information and sharing what we see. One need only look to the way that the mainstream network news is covering that conflict in the Middle East versus how the whole internet is covering the conflict in the Middle East to see their power crumbling in real time. Certainly, the fight is not over and we all need to participate, but this decade is a time of change. It's a time of disruption and we're all a part of it. I know it's tiring and I know it feels depressing when it seems like it's all stacked against us, but the systems that big money has always relied upon to control the narrative, to control our attention, to keep us in the boxes, only knowing what they want us to know, they're all falling apart. Now is not a time for us to lose hope and to give up. Now is a time for us all to get loud and keep fighting. That's why I make spreadsheets. Yeah, so get loud. And so he goes on about, you know, making spreadsheets, talking about, you know, who makes all your food and, you know, and just all various things. He does the research. He just spends his time and, and you know, educates people. But I've been, I've been enjoying him lately, so it's been good. What's yeah, his say name? his name. Yeah. Uh, here it's Ian Carroll, but it's cancel this clothing company. That's his handle. Usually it just happened to be under his name this time, but, uh, cancel this clothing company, um, yeah. on X, but I've been seeing him lately. You know, he kind of has that Trey Smith, uh, feel to it. You know how he's kind of moving around the camera and he's in and out, but, uh, that's his style. And it, it, I like it. I like the way, you know, the stuff's right behind him and, and yeah. Uh, 
So yeah, it's low budget. It's some, he, what it, it shows me is anybody who has a little bit of presence and wants to do a good dig can be like that. And okay. you said he, his, uh, his account is growing. I mean, this really was, uh, he laid out beautifully an anatomy of gaslighting, didn't he? And how important perception, our perception is. Um, I think the reason that that uh, TV watching went down three hours is because everybody's on their phones. So uh, if you were to replace that, uh, I, th I think that statistic would be significant. Um, but what what great analogies the circuses aren't feeding aren't entertaining the bread isn't enough and that's um that's in his his statement uh connected citizens i thought was powerful that we as he didn't he didn't try to use a term of a conservative or a political term he said connected citizens which left out some people who are here in the United States <laughs> who shouldn't well, be connected with us. Well, and I think the key here is that what he basically by describing connected citizens is he's describing we, the people that mm -hmm. there, there's power yeah. to the people again, and no longer, I mean, I, I go back and look at uh, the one Brzezinski lady who said, uh, you know, they're trying, he's, he's trying to tell them what to think. And that's our job. <laughs> you know, the mainstream media said that, you know, on MSNBC, she's like, was it Joe and Nick, Nika or whatever they have their little show? And she's like, yeah. that's our job to tell them what to think and like, what a slip, but that's actually what the mainstream media believes. And so this guy's just showing the great awakening is happening and the, the gaslighting doesn't work anymore. Yeah. And you know, that's uh, you know, the stories are coming out. I mean, you know, we had that fake story about January 6th and insurrection and, and it's these connected, uh, citizens that are putting together investigations, especially with the, uh, you know, the, uh, the new footage that's been out, you know, it's, it's, it's been amazing. I mean, I saw some footage last week that just, just blew my mind. Um, you know, so it's, it is encouraging. People are running with that. It was, um, you know, Jason, well, speaking of J six, uh, you know, we're going to be having Jake Lang on soon. We're working with him right now. It's, he's got limited, um, connection so you send an email and hopefully you'll get in front of a computer he's in a you know solitary confinement still three years later we've had him on our show twice and he he did respond saying he would love to be on the show uh he started his own channel um and it's it's kind of like a frank tv in a way you know um a lot of uh patriot groups or, or clout hub and so uh, it's it's good and so we're looking into that i'm trying to, i signed us up uh we'll see you know, getting on that and uploading some videos, but uh, just to support as well. Um, but yeah, that video I saw on J6 last week, they were talking about uh, the Oath Keepers. There were four Oath Keepers that were sentenced to like 18 years and, you know, for harassing a uh, Capitol Police. And what's really interesting is, is the Capitol Police guy, um, you know, he was he was aggressive and they just stood between him and the crowd because the crowd was starting to get a little irritated and they, they were actually protecting them. They're actually doing something good. Well, it was starting to go in their favor, the oath keepers favor. And so this, this uh, officer decided to get someone else to commemorate his story. And he said, Hey, uh, so-and-so saw this. Uh, why don't you put him on the stand? And the guy totally perjured himself. He says, yeah, I came in, I saw it. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, they were giving the, the officer a hard time. 
Well, with all the footage, somebody did a full analysis of this guy and he was across the street in another building. And by the time he makes it over into the Capitol, those Oath Keepers had already left and everything. I mean, they follow the guy in the subway, they follow him up the stairs, in the rooms, down the halls, you know exactly where wow. he all timed. And it clearly shows that he came in 10 minutes after the, the incident and they literally showed those guys leaving out the door and they didn't have any you know, altercations at all. That mm -hmm. also showed. And so it just showed that he, he clearly perjured himself. So it'll be interesting. That was uh, last week. It'll be very interesting to see if, if it gets pursued by our Justice Department or, or Injustice <laughs> Department, as we say. Yeah. So who was in charge of security at the Capitol on oh January 6th? Did, did you see the flub? the flub that uh, Donald Trump did where he said Nikki Haley was in charge of security on January 6th. And all of a sudden the media, like 10 different outlets came up with, that wasn't Nikki Haley that was in charge of it. It was Nancy Pelosi, which is very interesting <laughs> because CNN had did a whole story on how Nancy Pelosi wasn't in charge of the, uh, of the January 6th security. Um, and they did, they even fact checked Jim Jordan. So that's a trip. They fact checked Jim Jordan and said, you know, he, he's not right. That, that, that was Nancy Pelosi's never, was never in charge. And then they got 10 media by that one flub. President Trump got 10 media sources to actually say that, no, we fact checked him and it's actually was Nancy Pelosi all along. That so is this so is, hilarious. He's got some 5D chess going on here, you know? Yeah, speaking of Jim Jordan, uh, he was giving a warning that they were, um, you know, he's he's the leader of the weaponization of government investigating in the in the um, House, and he said they're beginning to look beyond those who breached breached the Capitol, who were ushered into the Capitol, and by their cell phones, and they were looking at people who were. Uh, around Washington uh, that had it just flown into Washington who may not even have been at the event and uh, just further um, part of uh, what the investigation was showing was um, the uh, how much um, the weaponization was. And Jim Jordan, he posted this picture when they found evidence that a Bible, a slingshot, or a sports sporting gear might put you on the watch list for the FBI. And it just showed that uh, the FBI had been um, tasked to look into if you had purchased these things on your uh, credit card, there was a code. And so those things on those codes, if you went to uh, Bass, what is it? Bass Pro? Bass Pro or or any of those other um, sporting gear stores, you could possibly be considered a terrorist. So, I mean, uh, I'm glad these things are being looked into. I'm glad that they're coming to light. We're seeing some things. They ought to dis disturb us. Um, what the what was said on that anatomy of the gaslighting? He he said. Uh, all needs all need to participate 
This is a time of disruption and we need to get loud and we need to get fighting. And those words, I think they're so important for us. We need to stay on task like a drug dog in the airport on a scent. And we need to not uh, think, oh, uh, we can go now or, or that we're beginning to win so I can stand down and sit on my couch again. This is the time to get up and get moving. Absolutely. Yep. Good, good times. Um, good times. I'm, I'm just, you know, I was just thinking of the Bass Pro. Uh, you know, I, I just went there recently. That's one of the best shops I've ever been to. It is well stocked. I could not believe the amount of stuff they had for everything. Um, it was really a, we had one over the hill, you know, half hour away. And I, I went there. I was just really, really uh, impressed. You know, and I'd gone to REI. They have a lot of the same stuff, but they had way more. Uh, hey, if if you need someone to bail you out, Ron, just give us a call. We'll come down uh, when the FBI gets on your doorstep, and and we'll come get you. Yeah, I guess I just let the cat out of the bag, <laughs> didn't I? I should maybe I shouldn't have said that. Uh, someone may be watching this podcast, and now uh, you know, I don't know. I've had some weird things happen lately. I, I'm I'm kicked off of X, um, and I'm not sure why. And I'm trying to get back on personally. I had to go on under another account just to just to use some of our quotes for tonight. So anyway, yeah. I would say you're targeted. <laughs> well, I didn't feel like, uh, you know, the Bass Pro was a, a conservative, uh, you know, Absolutely. like you go to REI, it's outdoors and all that stuff, but you go to B Bass Pro and it's outdoors as well, but it's like hunter, farmer, not farmer, but, you know, rancher has a little bit more of that flavor, especially when you've got stuff on the hanging on the wall. And so, uh, yeah. It, but absolutely beautiful shop in there. Uh, just a, amazing. It's like a Disneyland or like a Las Vegas of outdoors places. Yeah, oh, yeah. it definitely is pleasing to the eye. It's got a lot of uh, neat things to see. You know, they, they did a really good job there. Yeah, um, Cabela's is another one that's like that. Just the, the inside is just like it's like a the one of the Cabela's or if, if, I don't care if it's Cabela's or this other one named Shields. They actually have images of like um statues of american presidents and their speeches and you push the button they say the speech and they're like wow. robots and oh you wow go around, you go all the way around the atrium and you can listen to the speeches of american presidents that yeah so i remember cool. that one at disneyland they had uh abraham lincoln doing that and then they changed his speech and we went and saw it a second time we're like what he was talking about no matter what your race nationality or sexual orientation and i'm like what? This is like, yes, this was like 30 oh years ago, 30 years ago. And it was something like that. And and we're like, oh did he goodness. just say, let's stay one more time and listen to that speech. Because oh there's no gosh. way he said that. And so we were ready the second time. Oh, that's revisionist, isn't it? That whole revisionist yeah. history. Hey, yep. um, let's talk a little bit about uh, the primaries and yeah. about the election, because this is the election season. And last time we were on last Monday, we were talking about the Iowa caucuses, weren't we? And yeah. sure enough, Trump won 98 out of the 99 counties in Iowa. And even though it was record negative 17 degrees, yeah. <laughs> uh, record um, weather and cold, uh, the, the uh, conservatives came out in number. Now, why do you suppose Nikki Haley won one of the counties? <laughs> wow question 
Yeah, what uh, was going on? I mean, there was some trickery going on in uh, Iowa last week, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess uh, using the Democrats, right? Democrats are, um, I don't know, speaking up for her. Oh, they had to change parties for this one, right? Because this is they a had in the caucuses. They had a uh, same night. If you went to the caucus, you could if you could register for a new party, or you if you hadn't registered for a party, you could uh, if you are non a non party, you could register. So they actually ran out of these, and they found many Democrats signing up to be Republicans and voting for Nikki Haley. Wow. So that's the only reason she won one county, basically. Yes. Yeah, she put all her eggs in that county. Now, it's interesting. You look at this list at the very bottom. Chris Christie he got 35 votes. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know. It's probably a handful. 35 of votes. That's Yeah, right there. Uh, what, what is it? What's Trump's name for him? Sloppy Chris or something like that. The sloppy man. Krispy Kreme Christie or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> well, I want to go on with this whole this whole Democratic, um, the D Democrats signing up to be Republicans tonight. Um, Donald Trump tr Jr. was truthing on a video because, you know, tomorrow is New Hampshire. And uh, they're doing the same thing in New Hampshire. It's an open election primary, which means that you can vote for whomever you want if you, uh, in the primaries. So you don't have to be a Republican to uh, vote for a Republican candidate. And what, what uh, Donald Trump Jr. posted, he said, hey, patriots and New Hampshire Republicans, listen up the read. The liberals are invading the New Hampshire primaries trying to throw the election and hurt my father. Every liberal wants Nikki Haley to win because they know Joe Biden is going to lose to my father in November. Uh, it's like Obama's old campaign manager, David Plouffe, uh, urged liberals undeclared in New Hampshire voters to register as Democrats, telling them to switch their party registration to Republican so that they could a vote in the primary and hurt Trump. The only way that we're going to defeat the left-wing plot is to have you turn out in such record numbers. If you stay at home just because it's cold or for whatever reason, the liberals will throw the election and win. Only you can stop it. Every conservative, every Republican, every American first patriot must show up and vote. So that's going on now. Um, and tomorrow's the new New Hampshire primary. Wow. You know, that's great uh, advertising. I mean, you know, people that are on the fence, they don't know who to vote for as a Republican. You know, they get win that all the Democrats are jumping on. And hopefully if they're even loyal to that party, they'll say, you know what? She must not be the one. You know, it sounds a lot like, gosh, I hate to say it, but there was a time in my life I watched American Idol. And there was a, a point where they were voting for the worst. There was a website that came out and said, vote for the worst. They want to throw it off. Um everything and so let me let me play that just to show you what happened i got it this was the 10 biggest uh, scandals but this is one of them number nine the sanjaya malakar campaign season six every fandom has its trolls and american idol is no exception starting in season three a website called vote for the worst began campaigning to keep the less favored contestants in the game for as long as possible the group's most successful effort came in season six with Sanjaya Malakar. Girl, you really got me now. 
questionable performances, the idol hopeful made it all the way to seventh place, despite being less than popular with the judges, especially Simon Cowell. Utterly horrendous. <laughs> I'm being serious. It's true. I'm being serious. Honestly. Sanjaya fever became more and more widespread until his elimination, even getting a shout out from Howard Stern. Since you're supposed to vote for the best, some felt that the vote for the worst derailed the show's original purpose. While the site's antics were certainly entertaining, its critics weren't exactly wrong. Let's give up something to talk about. Number eight. Yeah, so it's kind of the same exact thing, if you think about it. And I remember that. I remember, yeah, um, even Howard Stern, I think he had a million followers on the radio at one time. And he told all, you know, hey, remember tonight's the show? You got to vote for it or something like that. And um, so very interesting. But it's the same yeah, thing with these primaries, yeah. you know, that it's just Don't really good. Cool. Snicky Haley. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So Maybe we can upset the, the matrix here. You yeah, know, I, I do think, though, there was there was something in that vote for the worst that people knew they were being gaslighted. You know, even shows like um, American Idol and so many of these other, the Emmy Awards and the uh, the Tony Awards, they have already been predetermined who is going to win. And uh, I believe it's the same with somewhat with American Idol was. And I think it was the, the public's way of saying, we know you're a scam. And even though we watch you, we're going to we're going to mess with you and your scam. And it's my hope that tomorrow that um, the Democrats will vote for Trump and mess with uh, Nikki Haley's plans. <laughs> Could be. You know, I, I'm thinking, you know, if especially if it's cold out, are you really going to be that motivated to, to vote for Nikki Haley as a Democrat and go out there just because they only have what one person for the Democrat. So it's already decided. And it's like, do they really want to do that? They they probably know it's not really going to make much of a difference in the big picture. There's no way on earth yeah. that uh, Nikki's going to uh, beat out Trump. And so I'm wondering if that's really going to work or not. Well, I guess we'll see tomorrow. Yeah. yeah might you know what? I found out about that. And I'm sorry to interrupt you, Brandon. Go for it. I, it is going to be cold. It's But probably not for New Hampshire standards. It'll be 31 degrees. Some places said three to six inches of snow and ice. But um, what I found out was that uh, Biden isn't even going to be on the ticket uh, because the the R R the uh, DNC wanted South Carolina to be the first state to be in the primary, uh, and so uh, they didn't put much uh, credence in New Hampshire. And New Hampshire stepped up and said, "No, we're going to have our primary." Uh, earlier than South Carolina. And so uh, Biden, he determined that uh, he wasn't going to go campaign and he wasn't going to spend the time in New Hampshire. Yeah. No, he's not going to be in any way. I, 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 there's a lot of talk lately, you know, and I think you're going to see uh, big Mike or maybe good Newsom, but I think uh, big Mike's going to be in there. You know, I was listening yeah. to Roger Stone, Roger Stone. Yeah, we and don't he, want him in there, do we? No, no. <laughs> But uh, yeah, this week, though, Roger Stone was really saying, I, you know, I made this prediction two years ago and it's more and more some of the things he's hearing. He was pretty, pretty straightforward about it. 
saying just oh, my, big, my, my big oh what do you say oh that big mic that they would put michelle obama in okay yeah 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 my, my my big question is, is are they gonna have 17 flags behind him in new hampshire like they did in, in iowa it's not the first are. time uh, President Trump has done that, so I, I well, wouldn't be surprised it, if that's a. It's interesting. Habit. What's the point of having seventeen flags? Like these flags are all on top of each other; they're all clustered, and these are all nice and fanned out. It actually messes up the visual a little bit. You actually have to work hard to get seventeen flags on that stage in that upper area. But if you count them out, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, and then forty, you know, you get seventeen flags, and we know what seventeen means. That's it's for those that are looking. Yep. Q. And, and when I saw that, that's the first thing I did is I counted the flags. And at first at, at natural glance, I'm like, Oh, it's not 17. Then I'm like, Hey, wait, I see two on that one. And then I, I took a screenshot and counted it myself. And, you know, so I think that a lot of people probably caught that 17 just because we've been trained. To so look that, I mean, that's a calm, obviously, isn't it? And, yeah. um, uh, I was listening to Trump's speech in New Hampshire Friday, uh, Saturday night, and he was on fire. He had quite a few comms, and he said this week, 17 retired military officials, 17, stated that Biden's electric vehicle policy is a threat to national security. And by the way, these vehicles don't work very well in cold weather. He was kind of making fun because um, we know that all past this past week, um, they uh, they they were lined up at the charging stations and and basically it was a a, a parking lot there and yeah. uh, the funniest thing he said <laughs> he was just he was hilarious he's he's a very funny man he said and now we want to make our revered and powerful army tanks the best anywhere in the world all electric so that despite the fact that they won't be able to go very far few pollutants will be released into the air as we blast through enemy territory in an environmentally friendly way <laughs> and they'll also want to make our fighter jets with green stamps of energy savings though losing 15 percent efficiency but allowing us to keep our enemies' atmospheres clean of emissions as we viciously and unceremoniously attack them at levels never seen before. What mm. other country would do such a foolish, foolish, self-destructive thing? He was uh, hilarious. Wow. That sounds like a Seinfeld scene coming up. I, I, it totally I, does. I do one of those again. That was uh, i I've seen some other people do it. It's just classic. And that, that's good material. <laughs> well, I think there's another way we've been winning. Uh, you remember the guys, remember the World Economic Forum? How can you forget them? You will own nothing and be happy. Oh You'll God. eat bugs and no more meat. I think it was a yeah. passage in the scripture that actually says they'll, they'll, they'll make they'll it illegal. <laughs> but, you know, make it illegal to eat meat. Like the Antichrist system, make it illegal to eat meat. Um, mm -hmm. But so you've got uh, the, you know a big win um, on the world stage. Boy, um, Javier Millet what wins the Argentinian vote as the president of, of Argentina and the World Economic Forum has him come speak. And I, I'm thinking to themselves, I think I, someone went like while he was speaking, going, hey, I'm not sure this was a good idea to have this guy come speak uh, because he basically blasted um, the the collectivism. He called himself an uh, in, uh, independent or um, what's the word? 
libertarian, okay? Yeah. And he juxtaposed libertarianism, which is basically free market capitalism, against collectivism, which is the reason for all of the authoritarian governments that have killed millions of people over the years, communism, fascism, all of them have used the excuse, this is for the greater good. You need to do this for the greater good. And so therefore we're going to limit your footprint. Your, your, you know, we're going to take away your um, gas cars. We're all doing all of this for the greater good. And Javier got up there and he, this was the best speech at that, at Davos just after probably when Trump spoke there, and gave the MAGA finger to them and said, hey, this whole uh, end of the world scenario, you perennial uh, prophets of doom saying the world's going to end. It's just a chance for you to control more people and take, you know. And, and so he got up there and um, Javier got up there and gave much of the same kind of presentation. And it was it was quite compelling. It was interesting. Uh, you know, he spoke in English, you know, in Spanish, of course, because he speaks Spanish in Argentina. And um uh elon musk was able to get a version of it where it took out the the translation or made it just his voice but just listen to what he says here it's really good that collectivist experiments are never the solution to the problems that afflict the citizens of the world but rather they are their cause trust me there is no one better than us argentines to provide testimony on these two issues when we embrace freedom in 1860 in 35 years, we became the world's first dominant power. 35 years, we became the first world power. While when we embraced collectivism over the past 100 years, we saw how our citizens began to systematically impoverish themselves until they fell to the 140th position in the world, 40 mm -hmm. in the world. But before we can have this discussion, it would be important for us to first look at the data that supports why free market capitalism is not only a possible system to end world poverty, but also the only morally desirable system to achieve it. Yeah, and he goes into, I mean, I, you, you got to go watch, listen to his speech if you haven't heard it. Yeah, I did. Goes, it, was good. it is phenomenal. He goes through, like, he talks about how capitalistic system, free market capitalism has brought more people out of poverty than anything in, in any one thing in all of human history. And I brought out millions and millions of people out of poverty. And the, the, what happened was when they became communists, when they became um, collectivists, they lost all their wealth and power. And now this, they're shifting back. So they, Argentina has been the experiment the last hundred years to why that system does not work. And he's like, and you know what? Don't let anybody look bad down on you for making money. If you are making money in the market, he says you are providing a superior product at a better price and you're you're adding good you're adding um goodwill to the people or you're actually bringing um bringing something to the people and that actually produces more value produces more um more good you know goodwill for, for mankind that's right for mankind yeah yeah, yeah, yeah he was... also said that the um that forum and he said this forum, he identified the World Economic Forum, was con completely contaminated by the 2030 socialist agenda. And it's amazing because, you know, Klaus Schwab actually introduced him on the stage. Um, so it was he was probably squirming um, about that. But he said that, um, yes, free capital market capitalism 
is the answer. And he said, he criticized uh, socialism. He said, because it has murdered over a hundred million human beings. And he went into um, really imploring the, the forum to not be intimidated by, by a political caste or parasitic system that wants to live off the state. And it was, to me, it was very clear who he was talking about. Those yeah. leaders in the forum that have been grooming most of the world leaders who are supporting their, their agenda. He said, you are social benefactors. You are heroes. You're creators of the most extraordinary period of prosperity. Let no one tell you your ambush ambition is immoral. Yeah. So yeah. good. And that's, and that's the basic argument of socialism. Well, if you cared about every the little people, then you wouldn't care so much about being selfish to make money for yourself. And it's the exact and the exact opposite happens in the capitalistic system is that more goods and services are provided to more people at a better price, and that actually provides more well-being to everybody involved. So yeah. 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 You know, he wasn't the only one that had some good things to say at that forum last week. Uh there was another one from the Heritage Foundation. It's uh, probably about 30 seconds long, but it's just, yeah. it was interesting. With all due respect, nothing personal, but that's your part of the problem. Political elites tell the average people on three or four or five issues that the reality is X, when in fact reality is Y. That was Heritage Foundation President Kevin Roberts holding nothing back as he schools global elitists gathered in Davos about who the real threats our freedoms are kevin roberts joins us now anyway he he i don't have the the full clip but he he literally is just pointing the finger just to them saying you guys are the problem um you know if if you guys weren't around we wouldn't have these problems it's it's you you know i think he talks about the climate and all that you know they keep pushing as well but uh you know it, it's nice to hear that you know, they're without excuse. There are wit people bearing witness of the truth right in front of them. And so they're accountable for that. Yeah. Yeah. And we know that uh, Yuval Noah Harari was there also. And he was uh, interviewed on a uh, YouTube by a YouTuber, a British YouTuber while he was there. And it, he was making a comment. Uh, the interviewer asked um, him about uh, what he, whether he thought President Trump was a threat to globalism and whether he thought President Trump would win. And, um, you know, he's Harari's the one who basically has uh, said that human beings are hackable creatures and they uh, they lack free will. And uh, what we what do we really need humans for anyway? But what he he actually acknowledged that the globalist viewpoints, including his own, are becoming more and more increasingly unpopular. And uh, when he was asked about Trump's reelection, he think he said, "I think it's very likely Trump will be elected, and it's likely to be an kind of like death blow to what remains of the global order." And then uh, the fact that he he said it openly, uh, yeah. he he tried to say that people just don't understand that you can have patriotism nationally and globalism in the same place. He says it's a false dichotomy and uh, we you don't have to, to choose one or the other. And as he was speaking, it was so, so confusing. It was just 
jibber jabber. It it didn't make sense because you cannot have globalism, open borders, things that don't um, benefit your nation and love um, like America first, love your nation, care yeah. for your nation first, be a nationalist before you're taking care of everybody else's needs. So it was quite an, an eye opener. His version of uh, patriotism is like the Olympics. You know, you wave a flag and our guy won this sporting event. But a nationalism where your borders, like you said, you know, definitely um, is a big difference. So, yeah. And the elites are getting the elites are getting scared. They realize um, they've got our number They're uh, They're upset about what we had planned for them. Uh, they don't like it that we're telling them they're going to own nothing and be happy because they realize that that means that we'll own everything. Right. And, uh, and so one of the guys who's, who has been committed to destroying America, he said he hates America trying to destroy it is George Soros. Well, this week, his son actually tweeted a, a veiled death threat. Uh, you know, the, the black hats have comms as well, a veiled death threat to president Trump. And look at this. This is George Soros. He has $47 United States silver certificate. And then he also shows a, a gunshot through a window. Mm -hmm. uh, and so basically a silver bullet, right? It's what he says. Last year, the crime and inflation crisis largely evaporated. So did the leading theories about what caused him. And basically people figured out he's saying 47 bullet. Yeah. 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 And a silver. Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't even catch that part. So yeah, the silver certificate, huh? Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that's obviously a calm. It's not just grabbing a fistful of dollars. I mean, a silver certificate is very hard. I, I have a $5 silver certificate still I got from years ago, you know, and uh, those are hard to come by. Right. And what the, what the silver certificate said on it is United States 47 uh, silver certificate will pay to it says will pay in us dollars right mm -hmm. so it's saying it almost is like asking someone to that will pay you to it's to, a bounty uh, it's a it sounds bounty. like a bounty is out on president trump and so be sure that you pray for him pray for his protection his family's protection because uh they are feeling the heat and they're not, uh, they are evil. They are extreme evil and they have no problem killing people right and left to get their agenda furthered. So uh, that is just demonic, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. Laura Loomer does a great job of actually, she does a great job of citizen journalism going through and, and calling out what's going on. So if you want to know more about that and um, read it and then pray. Yeah. 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 You know, and for those that think, hey, this is absolutely crazy, you're reading way too much into it. You know, the, the purpose of a calm is they they can't just email someone saying, hey, Joe, can you get your cousin Vinny to take <laughs> off uh, someone I don't like? I mean, that there's a trail there, right? Everything's monitored, everything. And so you have got to do it in a way that it, it you know, has double meanings, uh, plausible yeah. deniability no direct link it's like yeah. you could just go say i had a handful of dollars and a picture of a bullet uh, that's an artistic thing and so so you have to look at those things and the reason why people believe their comms is because they see patterns of past mm -hmm. comms you know the whole thing with q and the dog comms and stuff you know mm -hmm. it seemed like really out of place weird stuff where they talk about the death of their dog and then they find out it was a 
you know, a senator or something like that, you know. And so they started seeing these patterns, and people remember, and they 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 uh, they log them in, and they say, "Hey, I'm saving them. I got you know, cut and paste," and and then they pull them out later, and there's they see these patterns. So. Yeah, and I put a picture of this disease X, which was also part of the WEF uh, discussion as they did lectures. And uh, they were saying that disease X is going to be 20 times more fatal than uh, COVID. And, but they don't know what disease X is. And the lecture that, so they gave this whole lecture uh, that we needed to um, begin to to surveil people for what they had been inoculated for and what they were carrying and what devices they they had. Um, and the lecture was sponsored by what, what was called the Partnership for Health System Sustainability. Health system, that's kind of like, let's keep the endless sicknesses coming and resilience and the collaborate collaborative surveillance initiative of the WEF, which basically says, uh, we want to put something under your skin digitally that indicates to the powers to be that you have some medical devices or vaccines, um, that you've taken. So you're good or you're not, and you're not good. And so this whole lecture, um, was both to, to frighten people. Uh, if you remember the whole, um, what, what was it? The, the event 201, when that happened, that was um, just, that was part of the WEF. It was a tabletop exercise prior, just like a month prior to the public yeah. release of understanding COVID uh, that was in 2019 when, when um, Wuhan first got its, its COVID um, cases, but the 201 is shockingly, it was accurate uh, as to how it played out. Now we have this, this thing called uh, playing out of, let's pretend we have disease X. How are we going to take care of it? And they were pushing, Bill Gates was part of the lectures of that and saying, Hey, we have all, we've got all these new vaccines that'll take care of disease X but we don't know what disease X is. Yeah. I, I love it that they say, um, you know, we got, we absolutely, there will be a disease X coming and it's going to be 20 times worse than all the other diseases, worse than COVID, but we don't know what it is, but we know it's coming. And so it just kind of makes you go, what the heck are they talking about? You know? Well, they do and know it's coming. Yeah. Well, the, the, that's the question is that, are they, is it coming because they, are planning they're putting it? it out there. They're putting they it out there. It. Yeah. And, you know, and we, now's the time that we have to predetermine, you know, because it's going to be a greater risk. You know, some people say, hey, I'm not going to take this shot. I heard there's some questionable things. I'll just storm it. You know, I'll just live through it. It'll be a, a rough weekend. But if it starts taking people out and people are mm -hmm. dying left and right, are you going to still have the same resolve? So you've got to come to a point, and I'm talking to the audience, you've got to come to a point. Do you trust these people? I mean, it has been proven over and over that these vaccinations have killed countless amounts of people. And these are the same people that are going to offer you when you are walking in fear and you cannot mm -hmm. walk in fear. You've got to say, this is exactly the same thing. The stakes are higher, but I am, I've got the resolve and that resolve will be, you know, have good health, natural immunity. Don't eat the crap that's being put out there, mm -hmm. you know? 
and don't get a vax. I mean, that's what they want to do. They want to make it worse so they can scare you more and you will literally be running to get a shot. Oh, this time you'll die instead of just being sick for a weekend or a week. So, yeah, you, you point this out, Ron, and I think it's really important. You remember this organization, obviously, everybody knows it, John Hopkins Center for Health and Security. Um, they are the ones that put out the little thing for your phone. You remember that you had you could get a little app for your phone and it could show all the cases of people that had died or had acquired COVID 19 based on the reports. And it was like these little red dots all over the world. It was like it was basically like this app to just scare the crap out of you and make you more fearful. Well, John Hopkins, they they actually prepared that app ahead of time. And so and then and then they prepared how they would handle the media in, in event 201, you know, how they would handle misinformation about vax, you know, vaccine efficacy. All of these things they had planned ahead of time and got everybody to agree to it before they actually rolled it out. And uh, so, you know, people some people want to say, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. You believe in that they planned this. It, it, I, you don't have to be a conspiracy theorist to know that this is actually planned. This is. They or they're orchestrating it somehow. And, um, you know, how do we understand all the bits and pieces? And does everybody who's orchestrated understand how all the bits and pieces fit? No, but we do know that there is a dark force behind it and we cannot give into their little apps right. that make you fearful. Yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with conspiracy theory. You know, there's a hypothesis, which isn't really based on anything yet. And then when you start collecting data, you begin to move from hypothesis to a theory, like the theory of relativity mm -hmm. or the theory uh, of that's evolution, good. you know? Uh, and, and so there's a theory that's based. And so it's not, it's not, it shouldn't be a negative thing to have a theory because most, you know, most of these theories are proving out to be true. It right. just means that you're thinking, you're putting things together. And so, you know, if someone calls you a conspiracy theorist, that's, I, I take that as a badge of honor. It means I'm looking, I'm at least trying to find out. Yeah, you're thinking on. outside the box. Yeah. Well, you're, it means you're a historian because you've actually studied the tendencies of governments to consolidate their power and control and, and mistreat their people. There's a long trail of history, history for that. And of course, you know, even the founding of our nation, they use that phrase after a long trail of abuses and usur usurpations, mm -hmm. they, they, they established the Declaration of Independence. The, it, it, the, the reason that we believe that there are bad people colluding together, doing bad things is because history has proven that that to be true. That's and the right. Bible has like 180 conspiracies, you know, that actually happened in it. So, um, you know, that, that that's why, you know, I always bring those things up because I really believe people need to get past that phrase because it's, oh, I don't want to be, I don't want to be pegged to conspiracy. That's fear too. Oh, I don't yeah. want to be seen as one of those people. You know, right. those people, they're scary and bad. Don't be one of them. Like, yeah. oh, you one of the people that uses their brain and actually looks at the facts and data and where it weighs it and compares it? Oh, you don't want to be one of those people? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember CNN having uh, the ticker tape at the bottom. How many people died today? You know, the death <laughs> yeah. toll, the death toll. Well, you know, that death toll is no different than the flu. If you compared it, and it, it is a very interesting mm -hmm. that there was zero flu cases the year, you know, 2020. They, they, they put them all to covid and so all of a sudden you're seeing a ticker tape where you've never seen it before. And you're like, oh, my gosh, look, people are dying. I saw people dying in the streets in Wuhan. Is there even a single recorded case where people were dying in the streets here? No. They had, you know, trucks full of uh, well, ice trucks or refrigerated trucks to make room because they couldn't store enough bodies. That was just all all smoke and mirrors. That never was an issue. 
but you know, they put that on there. And so, yeah, it, uh, you start looking at those things anyway, that's a rabbit, uh, rabbit trail to the side, but, uh, what else happened? Hey, I wanted to bring up one other thing that was, um, in Trump's speech on Saturday night and it, it just caught my attention because it, it didn't quite make sense to me, but I thought something's going to happen that we don't know about. And it was three times he alluded to things that he was going to change before he even took office. And one of them, he said, I'm the only candidate who can make this promise. I will make it and I will keep it. I will prevent World War III. And he said, I will prevent it before I take office. And then he, um, he talked about, um, before I take office, we will have a horrible war between Russia, the, the horrible war between Russia and Ukraine settled. I'll do it as a president elect. I know Putin. I get along with him. I know Zelensky. We will settle it. It's a tremendous problem. And then he went on and said, uh, I will get it solved before I get into office and we will have peace through strength. And uh, it was just an interesting, before I get in office, you know, uh, in, in a year, It'll be inauguration. January 20th will be inauguration day. And so he was inferring that on um, November 5th, which is election day, uh, that immediately things were going to begin to shift. Wow. And so I didn't quite... I didn't quite understand what the nuances he was saying, but he said it three different times. He said, before I get into office... Yeah, it's, yeah, it's interesting about that too. Is it I, you? Know, how how come if there's this big horrible war going on in Ukraine, how come we're getting zero footage of it? Like we have no on the ground presence of journalists there, monitoring both sides. Like it's this you know this big horrible war, and it's like I mean it's not in the news at all, right? I mean maybe because they're not asking for millions of dollars to be sent anymore. I don't you know billions of dollars to be sent. It just, it's bizarre what's going on over there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, These are very strange days, aren't they? And they're days to stay alert and they're days to, when something's off to, um, to notice it because uh, we aren't getting the truth through our media. Uh, I don't think it'll be very long before um, something shifts with either the internet or major newscasters are going to be, stepping down by the droves. It just feels like, you know, our, our theme tonight um, is going to be manifesting that will the elites become defeatists? And uh, um, <clears throat> we're hoping that more and more, we know that a, a caged animal or a cornered animal gets very vicious. And so we do want to not in, instill fear, but our expectation is we're going to see some things. But where we see a manifesting, they were already there in hiding. And so once something's out of hiding, I believe it's very close to being taken out. Yeah. Yeah. The hiddenness is where it has its power. Right. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, uh, I mean, what I see happening right next is, is just finishing up on the Republican side of things. Right. We, I mean, we had, um, Vivek Ranswamy, he, mm-hmm. you know, he bowed out of the race 
endorsed Trump and he did that pretty quick. And then Ron DeSantis, he bowed out what yesterday or over the weekend yes, and right. uh, announced it. Uh, and, and he's supporting Trump. And I think those are two good moves. And now the focus is on Nikki Haley. You know, mm -hmm. what is she going to do? I know that she's, she's trying to play, you know, well, heck she started playing the race card. Um, you know, uh, it was horrible living in the deep South as a Brown girl, you know, I, I and it's like, you know, I, I'm seeing funny memes about, you know, what's browner than her, uh, you know, mayonnaise. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like, um, she, she's not very Brown. Yeah. So I was trying to figure out what, what nationality was she saying that she was, is she, uh, Indian, saying, Indian. Oh, Indian, like from India or first nations, India, India. So India has a wide range, you know, the caste system and stuff like that. And the more north you go, you actually become Aryans. Uh, the Aryan, there's a, there's actually a, a, a very close tie to that, even of the Aryans in Europe, you know. Um, well, it's kind of so, Iran, the, doesn't it? I mean, that word comes from Iranian. Yeah. 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 And uh, they have a lot of similar s symmetry. I mean, he, I, I had a friend that lived in Iran and he had a swastika on his chest and stuff. And I'm just like, dude, that's pretty blazing. He's like, you know, it's different. It's my uh, it's my heritage from Iran. You know, you see that on some temples uh, in, in Japan and stuff like that. But anyway, that's a side thing. Um, yeah. Nikki's not even a real name. She's just trying to uh, sound a little bit more. I don't oh, know. I didn't Nimarata, know that. Nikki Ranhawa. Haley. Yeah. Ranhawa. Yeah. It's Marahata. That's very interesting. Now, why um, Trump said that she, he made her ambassador to the U UN so that um, Henry Masters could be governor of S South Carolina. Uh, and it was interesting. I, I hadn't heard him say that, but you know, he uses a special name for her bird brain. And I thought, why does he call her yeah. You know, he has his pet names. I wonder why he calls her bird brain, but a bird brain is someone who's stupid. They're incapable of serious thoughts or they make bad decisions. And uh, we know that birds have very little brains, little tiny ones. But um, I know during that, the, um, during the, the rally on Saturday, uh, many people were yelling bird brain about her. And although that might be seen mean, this is a, I mean, you look at the, how da dangerous it is to run for, for president. This is a, it is a battle yeah. and he has a reason to call her that he's trying to bring the thinkers of in the campaign. He uses language. So notice that she doesn't have serious thoughts. She's incapable. She's making bad decisions. She changes her mind. She had said, I will never run against President Trump. And then suddenly she's running against President Trump. So um, it, it's a, just an interesting tactic that he used and, uh, and that she's using too. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me of, uh, you know, she, uh, President Trump, he, talking about bird brain and stuff like that. And he, gosh, my thing, I'm trying to, trying to bring it up. Here we go. Uh, it shows him eating uh, Kentucky fried chicken and you know, they, they did a meme on that. But when you brought that up, it just reminded me of that, uh, you know, that came out this week. It was like something to do with bird brain and this is what he thinks of it. And you know, here he is eating the, the chicken. Uh, just <laughs> kind of a funny anyway. 
Well, and we're seeing a lot of uh, more of, um, and I think we're going to see, we'll, we'll see the demise of Nikki Haley's run very soon. Um, you know, just like we saw the demise of uh, Fannie Willis's attack on President Trump. Now it's coming out that she uh, used a bunch of money. You know, this is taxpayer money to that was for prosecuting Trump to actually pay her lover. And then they went on trips together and on. Um, and her lover on, was a prosecutor. Yeah, the lover was a prosecutor who, who had never prosecuted anybody before. So she's her paying this charges. person. And then this guy turns around and takes her on a trip to like uh, the Bahamas or something. I don't know, like yeah, that. Napa. Oh, and yeah, Napa. There's too, more yeah. than one trip. Yeah. Doing lots of places. And she's in a place. She's going to have to step down. She's in a place she'll have to rec recuse herself. Yeah. And she, uh, she offered the job to him at twice the pay compared to other people that had Rico backgrounds or Rico experience. Yep. And this guy didn't have any experience and she pays him twice as much. And then they go out on all these, uh, you know, these vacations or whatever you want to call them. So yeah, she's caught, you know, it's just, it's the slimy people. They are, uh, they're being caught and it's glorious. It's glorious. Yeah. I'm wondering what his, uh, the attorney's wife's going to say, cause he filed for a divorce the day after he uh, landed that job. Wow. So I, he knew it was going to come out, uh, but it, it's just, it just feels yucky. You know, just like the thing in New York feels yucky with, uh, with the lady that's accusing Trump of rape and uh, that you talked about. And, and then uh, he's, he had to fly there this morning to be part of the trial. He gets in the courtroom and they say, oh, we're not going to have it today. We're going to have it tomorrow when the primary in New Hampshire begins instead. And whether or not that was conspired, you know, it's, it's to be determined, but um, it just, he's, things are not, they just feel dirty and ugly. And this whole DOJ thing is, um, not just frustrating. We, we want to see this thing cleaned out. And, um, Trump said during his, um, his speech that that was one of the first orders of business, which, you know, you, you kind of are relieved to hear, yes, he's going after the DOJ, but you're also, a bit concerned because we we do know what happened with um, with President Kennedy when he uh, said he was going after the CIA. So yeah. the whole idea of uh, cleaning out, doing an overhaul of the DOJ that's um, investigating the wrong people for the wrong things is um, it's it's a good priority. And he said he's going to indemnify all police officers so that they could actually enforce the law without being afraid that they were going to lose everything and that through strong law enforcement uh, abilities that uh, the cities would become safe again. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, it seems like nothing's working out for the other side. They're getting caught. Even innocent uh, things, well, innocent mistakes like uh, – Jill Biden, you know, she goes to a high school, um, Hunters, and uh, Hunter High says, Jill Biden trying to distract from her comments about Hunter's drug abuse and ending up under a giant banner reading Hunter High. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, and even her uh, little her little uh, pet podium right there. I mean, you know, you have a camera on her. You can't, can't help but see uh, 
Hunter High right there. So. <laughs> that is hilarious. So that's not a meme? No, that's real. No. I thought it was a meme. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, it's, that is hilarious. Yeah, I know. Oh, it's like you can't you can't make this stuff up, but it's nothing is is happening uh, in their, you know, in their favor at all. And so, you know, I think the Lord's having a good time with this. He's, uh, yeah, I, I wanted one more laugh before we wrap yeah, up. So this was um, this was posted by uh, Dr. Simone Godek, and it's just a. Um, it's a in your face, how stupid can we be? And the post says, so proud of our six-year-old son. He came out as a pirate. We've known since he was two months old. Children's Hospital agreed to pop out an eye for his patch and slice off a hand for his hook and saw off a leg for his peg leg. His pronouns are P and I rate. And uh, we are so proud. His choice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you God. know, that really uh, is telling. That's good. Very good. Well, awesome. So I, I didn't know if uh, you wanted to close on anything, uh, Brandon, with. Uh, well, we got the Vigilant Fox. I mean, one of the things I think, you know, with our theme here that are the, uh, the elites becoming uh, defeatists. In other words, are they coming aware that they're going to lose? And that's basically what's. But the theme is for tonight. And if you really want to kind of get a feel for um, how the, the the elites are losing, you should really check out Vigilant Fox on X. You know, Vigilant Fox started off just as a uh, making these posts, and they now started making their own um, news media. They actually have news news shows now. But here's the some of the top ones you might want to check out. Dr. David Martin warns us of the next terror campaign. On the world is already being played or planned. Um, of course, we just talked about that as he's X. Global, globalist talking head makes surprising comments about Donald Trump. We, we, we covered that. So we're covering a lot of this stuff. Uh, major television television network uh, censors NFL star praising Jesus during his post-game interview. That uh -huh. happens a lot in the NFL because there's a lot of Christian young men, you know, in who love the Lord, who, who play football. So they end up... Um, you know, censoring them, unfortunately, as they proclaim the, you know, who, who Christ is to them. Yeah. They dubbed out his comments about the very first thing I want to do is thank Jesus Christ, my Lord and savior. And then he made some comments. They totally dubbed it out. They just cut it that and clipped it. And yeah, I saw that. Wow. Yeah. And he, and this is uh CJ Stroud, uh, amazing young man. Uh, my daughter loves him as a quarterback. So it's, it, he's it, love it to see guys that are, really gifted at top of their top of what they do. And they, they love the Lord Jesus. So good. Good. one. check that out. Um, John Kerry snaps at reporters after being confronted about his climate change hypocrisy. So there's a good story to cover. Those Michelle guys are mad. They do it every year. They go to Davos and they harass all of them. Everybody <laughs> They go right. Just stick that microphone in their face. And yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Well, the Pfizer guy, they stuck in the mic in the, in the, president of Pfizer and, and said, why are you trying to kill everybody? You know, and they were just straight up, you know? So, and then of course, uh, Michelle Obama uh, is angling to replace Joe Biden for president. And that's, we talked a bit about that, that they're going to probably pull that, try to pull that off. 
HIV tests are uh, turning positive after COVID-19 vaccinations infection. Uh, Nine studies report this. And this is Dr. Peter McCullough. We've talked about him before. Uh, He is the uh, most published peer-reviewed cardiologist in the world. And he was obviously um, censored by uh, some kid in the back room running for, you know, working for Twitter back in the day. Um, But so he's talking about these these nine studies that have come out that people are getting um, they're turning positive for COVID-19 after. So interesting. There's a, there's a correlation there. Go check that out. I, um, I think it's, it's the HIV test is um, they're showing the HIV virus to those who were vaccinated um, because they've, they've shown, they've seen that HIV was actually one of the elements that viral uh, fragmentation in the the inoculation. Wow, which is very scary. And if you think about it, it goes right back to Dr. Fauci back in the eighties yep. when there was all the push to uh, about the HIV and how it came mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Um, Ex teacher upset with the term groomer gets sentenced to seventeen years in prison for producing child pornography. Oh my gosh, that's evil. Um, it reminds me of the guy who uh, who debunked Pizzagate, who then turned out to be a child pornographer as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember his name, but yeah. he was the uh, one of the journalists that debunked Pizzagate, right? Yeah. Um, the, the evil ones will defend, you know, they have to defend each other and hide each other. Uh, NBC News admits that the deep state exists to save us from Trump's return. It exists to say, which is interesting because that's very similar to the article that came out by Time Magazine that said, yeah, there was a coordinated effort by all these people to stop Trump, get Trump out of office. Oh, you mean they colluded all together to violate laws? And and yeah, that's what took place. You might just be jealous of Q and that this is the deep state is the Q of the bad guys. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I, I love this one. Our yeah. President Trump with a pirate, hat, pirate patch on. And then, of course, we talked about Javier Malay and then the CDC drafting an alert for myocarditis. Now, this is an interesting one. The CDC actually drafted an article, uh, a letter to warn people that the, the shots would cause myocarditis, but then they never sent it. So they withheld information to keep people from having an informed consent on whether to get them, their children vaccinated. And let's 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 you know let's be careful not even to use the word vax because it's not a vaccination, it's mm-hmm. actually a mRNA technology, experimental technology. So people call me anti-vaxxer. I'm like, I'm not anti-vaxxer. I'm a, my my kids have had have all the vaccinations. They just didn't have an experimental in you know mRNA technology injection. So yeah, wow. And, and the last one here, cancer doctors suggest that there are certain foods to eat, not to eat. So check those out. There's just a lot of great stuff on Vigilant Fox. Uh, we should They should be one of our sponsors since we talk about them every week. <laughs> That's a great idea. Well, as we wrap up another Eat the Bear Radio, I thank you for tuning in. Uh, like us, uh, share with others. Uh, we'd love to have a, a growth in our uh, listenership. And we will see you next week. God bless. Any closing words? Yeah, just keep praying. Pray for President Trump. Mm -hmm. Pray for the White Hats. Pray for the overturn of the dark forces. And just ask Jesus to move in your life because he's the answer to all these problems. God bless you.
Hang on.